0: listening to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Thursday morning, and I'm really excited to bring back the Agenda Cafe, because it's been a long time, and I'm really excited to welcome back on the program our wonderful co-host, Karen Koh. Karen, it's great to speak to you. How are you doing today?
1: I'm great, Noreen. It's great to be back here. It hasn't been that long. We did do the show last week, but I know a week is a long time. (laughs) To wait. Yeah, that's right. Especially in broadcasting. Um, Yeah, no, it's wonderful to be back. And I'm very excited to talk about today's topic because it's something that's close to my heart, or I should say close to my head. Um, So today we're talking about going gray. And a lot of people maybe don't think about it so much. When you see someone who has gray hair, you just assume, oh, you know, they just have gray hair, they're getting older, etc. But for many people myself included it's a very big deal (laughs) it's a very big emotional thing i think it took me six years to really uh, come to that decision where i could say i know my hair is going gray because i've been dying it for so many years but i'll finally actually stop dying it and let it grow so for me that was about a year ago and, uh, I went through a process where I thought, oh, I'll get ahead of it and I'll just have all my, all my hair, um, highlighted with silver or gray so that when it does grow out naturally, nobody will notice. That turned out to be a disastrous process, um, which left me looking like a eighties, you know, pop star that had bleach blonde hair. But since then it's grown out. It's been a year and I've accepted it and I actually really like it. But I have to say that I still think there's such a double standard, especially between men and women. You know, men who are grey are called distinguished, silver foxes. You know, the George Clooney and Richard Gere are the poster boys for that. But women just tend to be described as old Mm -hmm. or grannies or letting yourself go. There doesn't seem to be any positive language for women going gray so that's one of the things we want to talk about and i think also for asian women because our hair is naturally dark it's pretty much black or or very dark brown it's it's even harder and anyone who has dark hair because you can't blend it in with your natural color unlike a blonde or a redhead so it's pretty much an all or nothing thing that people are going to notice it so I think also Asian culture tends to value youth a lot and you can look at skincare, et cetera. And everyone is always trying to look young. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And we have two wonderful guests to help us do that. We're joined by May Lee and May is a veteran journalist, the founder of Lotus Media House. And she's also an adjunct professor at the University of Southern California. May's been allowing her hair to go gray for the past couple of years and she's joining us from Los Angeles. And Jacqueline Hamilton, who is here in Hong Kong, and she's a hairdresser who's also uh, embracing her grey hair. So, May and Jackie, welcome to the program. Thanks for joining us. Thank
2: you Thank so you much for having us. Glad. I to should be
1: also here. mention I won't forget we were on Facebook Live, so go to Noreen's Facebook page, Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio Three, and you can see us in our silver grey glory, as well as hear us tell our stories. Um, May, I'd like to start with you. Can you sort of share with us your journey of how you decided, okay, I'm finally going to let my hair go gray? COVID.
2: <laughs> I think that, <laughs> that is what led a lot of people to say, to hell with the coloring. I don't need to do it anymore. I can't even go to the salon anymore. And so I actually was triggered by that really. Um, because I'm somebody who, like a lot of people, actually, um, I started getting gray hair when I was 12. Wow, uh, same here. Yeah. yeah, Noreen, I know you told me that in the email. So that was freakish for me, obviously, at a, as a 12 year old. And so because I was always getting gray and it was slowly starting to develop, you know, at first in the back of my head and then started spreading. I started coloring my hair at about 16 years of age. Mm, so can young. you imagine how long I've been coloring my hair? Mm. And then because I was a media person on television doing news for 30 years, there's no way that I was going to you know, show my gray uh, no. because that wasn't going to be accepted. And I'm sure we're going to talk about Lisa Laflamme in a bit. Yes. The news anchor who decided to go gray during COVID as well. But yeah, so it really was one of those things that just hit me uh, during COVID. And I just said, you know, here we are faced with the pandemic and we're really dealing with such bigger issues in the world um, that do I really need to care about the color of my hair? So maybe this is my opportunity to see what it will look like and experiment. I could always go back. I said that I can always go back, but let's see. And sure enough, once it started growing out, I was like, wow, this is not bad. I think I can deal with it. Um, there are moments when I had to be talked off the ledge, uh, by- <laughs> <laughs> but I stuck with it, and I've had my coloring disasters, too, of trying to blend, but this is two years in the making, and now I have all of my hair own hair, no more coloring, everything's been trimmed off, and I'm pretty happy
1: with it. That's great. So it for our great. listeners, yeah. yeah, for our listeners, our radio listeners, May has this beautiful silver. It's kind of salt and pepper silver, but you've got a yeah. few areas that are whiter yeah. than the others, which is kind of the same as me. I mean, I'm not as as far advanced as you, but I have a very white streak at the front, and then the, the rest of it is pretty salt and pepper and underneath is really dark. So, but you don't know what it's going to be like until you do it. So, right. there's
2: right. an
1: element of kind of bravery of like, I'm not sure what I'm going to look like.
2: Yeah, I thought I thought I was going to be all white because, uh, you know, again, with dark hair, when your roots start growing out, all you see is white, right? White? Mm-hmm. So you're thinking, oh, my God, I'm just going to be totally white if I grow this out. So I was pleasantly surprised when it started growing out and it looks like I have highlights. And I've even had y- have young people coming up to me thinking I deliberately colored my hair this way. Because, you know, the whole silver gray look with the youth is hot. Yeah. Um, so they think I deliberately did this. I'm like, oh, no, honey, this is what God gave me. You know, <laughs> Thank you. And, you. know, I have, I'm totally free now. So. <laughs> and
1: yeah. man, what kind of reaction did you get from family and friends when you when you started to do this?
2: Well, you know, I got mostly support. I have to be honest, you know, I think. You know, it's funny. Sarah Jessica Parker, um, uh, on Sex in the City, right? The, the, the reboot. Um, she was, uh, apparently caught on camera, you know, candid shot with no makeup and her hair pulled back and she was going gray. And she got a lot of pushback from people saying, Oh my God, why is she letting herself go? And, you know, why is she not coloring her hair? But then other people are saying, Oh, she's being so brave. She's being so brave. And she's like, I'm not brave. Call people who are like first responders brave. Call people who are going to war brave. I'm not brave for showing my natural color. Mm-hmm. But that's the way society still looks at it, especially for women. We're supposedly mm-hmm. courageous and brave for going natural, for being yeah. who we are.
1: And that's and so, how it feels when you do it. You feel like, I mean, oh, it's a scary thing. Why? It's kind of crazy. Why should it be a scary thing?
2: Because we've all been programmed to that way. Society has programmed us to feel like aging is a bad thing.
1: Gray hair is a
2: negative, unless you're male, right? So going back to your question, Karen, I mean, I did get a lot of support, but I also got those comments of like, oh, my God, I could never. Oh, my God, you're so courageous because I would never. You know, so those kinds of comments. But... um but, you know, now that it's grown out, I get so many compliments. I just got stopped on a flight by a flight attendant um, and he stopped me in the aisle. He's like, I have to tell you something. And I thought I did something bad. He's like, you are rocking that hair. You got to keep on rocking that hair. <laughs> it's <was just> <laughs> so random.
3: <laughs> May,
0: when people told you that you were, you know, very brave and I couldn't do what you're doing, how did that make you feel? What did you tell those people?
2: Uh, You know, how did it make me feel? You know, that's a very good question. I think at first I was like, okay, yeah, I guess it's kind of courageous, sort of, because it's the unknown, right? And it is embracing something that we tend to try to push back on, which is aging, Right. It is synonymous with aging to a certain extent, except for me. I mean, I, I like I said, I started getting it when I was 12. But still, in my mind, just like everyone else is, going gray means you're getting old, right? And so I understood why people were, were responding that way. I understood why they were saying that, especially women, because of the programming. Um, but at the same time, when I started embracing it, I actually started encouraging other people. I was like, do it give it a go. When strangers come up to me, they're like, I could never do it. I'm like, no, do it. Just try. You can always, you can always go back, back, but just try. Yes. Always and always, I always emphasize, it is such liberation. Mm. It is such Freedom that I'm no longer imprisoned by the three weeks, every three weeks coloring my roots or buying those sprays (laughs) to spray my roots down. The hair
0: mascara. I've been using hair foundation and then every time you run your fingers through it, you're
2: like, oh, my fingernails. (laughs) Yeah, or uh, if I wore a hat or something, you know, when I went running, I would take it off and be like, oh, gross, you know. So all of that stuff out the window and the money that I am saving... Is Mm -hmm. incredible, right? Mm. So there's a lot of it upside. So I try to encourage people by telling them, like, listen, you have to understand that you will feel such freedom and you can always go back if you don't like it. Yeah.
1: Jack, Jackie, let's bring you into the conversation because obviously you over the years have had many clients, I I'm sure, coming in to say, Oh, please cover my roots. You know, they're going gray. What what is it? um, when you think about what clients tell you, what is it that is that makes people so resistant to letting their hair go gray?
3: Um, so quite often it was the thought of feeling old. That was always the biggest thing for my clients, especially when they were, were professional women going into the office. That was like a big thing, having that little root. And quite often, you know, when they go out and they didn't color their hair for three weeks, they see people's eyes immediately go to their roots whether with people looked or not looked but you feel like oh my god they're looking at my roots and already you feel insecure and you feel like people judging you so before they can do that we enter being in that red race of coloring but then obviously as because i had my salon and i've been a hairdresser for 16 years we depend on people having gray hair so we can put bread on my table you know, color your hair, I cannot pay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, <true. laughs>
3: so that was one of the things, you know, people will always come in as like, I need to stop. I was like, well, you can only stop when you're really ready because they would always ask me, when is the right time? And, you know, there's plenty of right times. It can be right now. But if you're not ready in here, you will not be ready when you end up doing it. And then it's like a, it's like a mental um, journey for yourself in excluding everybody else, because there is going to be those times on your journey where you will feel like I do feel old. I am letting myself go, um, you know, like you have all this self talk in your own mind, why you cannot do this. But one part of your mind is saying it needs to happen right now. And, uh, you know, like part of the biggest thing where people are going great like is COVID gave us the opportunity gave us opportunity because sometimes they would color their hair and it would come out a complete disaster either too dark either just something happening so (laughs) this gave people a really good opportunity of just saying i'm letting go and that's how i kind of embraced my gray hair because you know like with the salons not making any money and and i mean i was really stressed out i was feeling overwhelmed and i think all i had all negative stuff going on (laughs) excluding the hair and in the one day I just said, because I used to straighten my hair also chemically because I've got Afro hair. And in the one day I was like, I think I felt like at a very low point at that day in the salon. It wasn't busy at all. And I was like, you know, something needed to change. I knew something needed to change for myself. And I thought, what if I cut my hair? Would that be like a beginning of something changing? And I just took the scissors and I chopped my hair off this much. Just like, oh, that. wow. wow. So,
1: so like it was one inch from your
3: Literally, scalp? Actually, I had just much hair left. I That's like yeah, an inch. Hair. Whoa! It felt. I don't know, like you know, like if you jump in a pool, like I jumped with my son in the pool. That feeling before you hit, it's like, you know, it's exhilarating like exhilarating and scary. Feeling. It's so scary. It's liberating. It's exciting. It's like you're spreading wings and you. You just go, and no one understands that feeling up until you actually jump, or whether you cut your hair or you light up going gray. But it's yeah. a journey because once you've done it, it's sticking. It's liberating, like I said. Yeah,
2: it's it really is. Yeah, you know, I'm body. I'm curious, Jackie, because I went to a hairstylist a couple of years ago, way before I uh, COVID, and I went to her, and she was Asian. Uh, mm-hmm. She's very good. She works in K Town, Korea Town here. And uh, at one point I said, you know, I think I want to go gray. So I had Mm -hmm. that thought a few years ago before COVID. Mm -hmm. She absolutely talked me out. She said, oh, it's going to look terrible. I mean, she didn't hold back. It's going to look terrible. You're going to look so old. No, you can't do that. And I even showed her a picture of somebody that I thought Mm -hmm. the gray hair looked really beautiful. She's like, that's not how you're going to look. I mean, she was not nice. Guess what? I pulled up that picture I showed her from years ago, that's exactly what my <laughs> exactly. hair looked. It was weird, it's like I manifested it. It was weird. Yeah, really yeah, 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 oh. yeah. Did you go back to the
0: hairdresser and, and you know... I
2: know, I, I kind of want to. I kind of <laughs> want to be like, yeah, hello. Yeah.
3: Hello, you
1: were wrong. <laughs> but, you yeah. know, I feel
3: like that could be even her, her own internal talk, like maybe that is also her thought. But you know, but I think it's an Asian that way is the way she's talking to herself every single time, right? Um, and what I it's feel like,
2: thing, though, don't you think? I mean, you yeah. guys, I, I would love to talk about this too, because it's like I think Asian women especially feel um, that they need to stay more youthful. Yeah,
1: And I think we there's a lack of Asian, you know, older role model women who are going gray. I mean, I would love it if Michelle Yeoh, who is 60, showed Mm -hmm. us a real hair color or some other high profile, you know, Asian celebrities, because you don't see that. And it's like anything. If you don't see it, you can't be it. And Mm -hmm. we're seeing it now more with with, um, you know, Caucasian women like Helen Mirren, of course, Andy McDowell, who looks incredible with her gray hair. But when, when we're always surrounded by black haired women and men, I mean, Asian yes.
3: men are the worst at this. <laughs> yeah.
1: They just keep dyeing their hair. You know, you're 80 years old. Chinese yeah. politician still has jet black hair. Um, mm-hmm. how, how are we ever going to release ourselves from this being the norm?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I really don't have an answer. And I feel like the more people try to tell us to, um, to, to dye a hair, I feel like there's like a – well, for me personally, there's like a a part of me is like, no, I'm going to keep going um, because – I don't know. I I don't think I'm such a strong person. But I feel like if I set my mind to something, I want to achieve it. And there are colleagues and friends who say, are you sure? And I think it's part of it. It's their own internal self-talk. It's because they are not ready. They can't do it. So they kind of tell that to you. And it's how they feel. And we've got a few minutes before the 1030 news. I I do want to very quickly pick up on something uh, with with Jackie. Did you ever have clients who went grey and then went back? You know couldn't yeah. stand it anymore um midway through you know i think karen yeah. and myself we're, we're midway through and it's like we can't do it die it back
3: yeah so i've had plenty of times when people would just say i cannot do anything, Jackie." like because it's like that moment you catch a glimpse in the mirror if if that happens and you're not ready you're going to keep on um instead of being proud of yourself and happy about yourself you're going to do the first thought was going to be negative so I think if you want to stop that threat immediately, then they they do go back. But then you have to start back from scratch again. So you keep on starting back from scratch because that thought or that desire of going gray is it's like so deep rooted that, you know, it needs to happen. But quite often, like it's just like the everyday things that, you know, doesn't allow us to. But then that going back to the beginning, it becomes so much more painful and such a bigger struggle every time than just seeing it through. You know so like you know i did also do a few highlights where we went a little bit lighter um but then also quite often if you've been dark for so long you go light like that then you feel like it's not me (laughs) so again you end up with another dilemma where we end up going maybe darker uh, brown or something instead of going blonde um but you know i always said to clients you know like it is such a personal journey and and quite often it's attached to so many different things. It could be even childhood traumas and stuff that now when you have to deal with the hair, it is not just about hair. Yeah. Hair is a woman's identity quite often, you know? Like uh even like how your mom cut your hair before, that impacts how you cut your hair today. If your mom cut your hair too short, you will never go short again. If so <laughs> she didn't allow to cut your hair, you are going to be the shortest pixie cut ever, you know? So it's almost like we're rebelling. And that's even what comes out when we are going gray. It is all these things from all through our lives that we have to now deal with just by, um, you know, concentrating our on our hair. It's an hair is such a powerful thing. I love doing hair and I've always loved doing hair. Um, and it is one of the easiest things where people, you might have a miserable day, you have your hair blow dried and you feel like a goddess. Instantly.
0: Wow. We're getting really philosophical. I'm afraid we have to break for the news now, but we'll continue with this wonderful conversation on the agenda cafe just after, um, for our listeners on Facebook. Uh, bear with us. We're going to go to the news break, um, and, and we'll just keep, uh, the, the, Facebook live. We're back on the agenda cafe, uh, this Thursday morning with Karen Ko as our co-host. Karen, I know we've been debating, uh, for a long time, whether or not to go gray. And I'm sure our listeners would like to hear your story as well. Um, we are live this morning on Facebook. Facebook, Noreen Meir on RTHK Radio 3, and we're joined by two wonderful guests as well, May Lee and Jackie Hamilton. Um, Karen, well, let's hear your story. What have you got for us?
1: Okay, sure. And also, if there are any uh, viewers on Facebook Live, please tell us your story as well, or if you have any comments, um, please put them in the in the chat there. So for me, Noreen, you might remember one of our first Agenda Cafes back in 2016 was kind of about this topic. We called it the gray area. And at that point I was uh dyeing my hair. I was in my late forties then. And I it just was going gray at the back and then it started to come a little bit at the front. So my my dying frequency went from two months and over the years to one month to three weeks to then having to touch up at home like every two weeks. And I because I was doing a lot of events uh, as an mc i still had this view of myself that i had to maintain my dark hair that it would, would not be acceptable professionally to allow my hair to go gray and i was doing some um not much tv but once once in a while you know doing tv and again as as we'll talk about later for television you you never see any gray-haired women on tv um it's especially if if they're asian so for me it just got to the point about a year ago where dyeing my hair didn't make me happy anymore i think that's what it was but it took that that full six years from first thinking about it to feeling like i was ready And each time when I was between colorings, I would see, you know, a centimeter grow, maybe one and a half centimeters. And then I would just go, oh, my gosh, you know, I have to you know quickly do something about this because I couldn't accept it. I just wasn't feeling like this is how I look or this is how I want other people to see me. And it just, for me, I don't know, there wasn't a particular trigger, but it was just... I'm sick of the dying. I'm sick of having to do this so often. It's time consuming. It costs money. And it actually, in the end, it wasn't actually making me happier. So I just wanted to, I think also maybe related to COVID, I wanted to simplify my life and eliminate certain unnecessary things. So I think I just got to that point where I felt this is an unnecessary thing that I can let go of. So, I let myself, uh, well, I went to that hairdresser and had that terrible bleaching um, experience, <laughs> which led to me having all, like most of my hair drop out. It just broke because she overbleached bleached it. Uh, and I ended up with this short spiky blonde hair among the remaining black. And that was worse than <laughs> having the gray roots. So I just had to be patient and diet i mean so not diet just let it grow but interestingly my my kids who are adults were really supportive they were saying wow this looks this looks really cool i think it looks really great and like you may i've had random people just compliment me you know on my hair there was earlier this year we were in colorado at a restaurant and i was leaning over the back of the chair trying to read the blackboard menu and this waiter young guy just looked at me and he's like your hair looks amazing never change it and so when you get those random unsolicited comments it makes you feel like okay I'm doing the right thing because clearly it suits me and people are not saying oh you look old or my my niece interestingly when I went to Australia last year she said to me why why are you letting your hair go gray and I said well because I don't want to dye it anymore and she's like won't it make you look old and then I asked her do I look old and she said, no. <laughs> so I think, you know, the conditioning, May, that you mentioned is so prevalent. But if we if we just let people, and especially like young people, look at it from a different point of view, you know, like you ask an eight-year-old, do I look old with this gray hair? And they say, no, you don't. You just look like you. It's just a different color. Then that's a good thing. Because then in her mind, gray hair is not necessarily associated with being old and decrepit and and useless, which, which is where it came about. I think if you look at um, European culture, witches were always gray haired. And the whole um, um, mythology of it was that the gray haired woman is postmenopausal. Therefore, she's no longer fertile. Therefore, she's no longer useful to society. It's that whole myth of you're only useful to society if you can reproduce. So, and it's just sort of carried down over the generations. So, I think that that whole narrative has to be rewritten because this is, you know, and if you're going gray young, then, you know, that has nothing to do with your age at all. It it really is just, it's just a color. That's it. So, yeah, so that's my story. And now I'm pretty happy. I'm actually looking forward to when my hair gets longer and I can chop off what remains that's dyed and have a full, you know, natural hair like maize.
0: Absolutely. I think, May, your hair is stunning. And, you know, I, I just hope my gray hair will grow out like that. And also, Jackie, I love the streak. I think before we start the program, you're like, Oh, yes, just this bit. Lucky, just this bit. I think, uh, I think we, we should touch on the, the, the varying degrees of acceptance. I mean, when we grow our hair gray, would there be a time you think, if it didn't look like that, I'd, I wouldn't grow my hair gray. And is that true acceptance? I mean, May, if your hair didn't turn out like this, if it was completely white, like you mentioned earlier, um, you said you were pleasantly surprised. If it had been completely white, would you be less likely to, to keep it?
2: Yeah, no, that's a great question because if I, if it was like a, really dull, all white, you know, wiry, because some people complain saying, oh, I can't grow my hair out and the white hair out. And I'm sure Jackie could address Mm -hmm. this. It's too kinky. It's too wiry. And that was a fear of mine, too, because I have very thick hair. And, you know, some of the gray hair is a little bit more wiry than the regular hair. But what I realized was it's it's just like other hair. You just have to treat it well. Right. You can't damage it. I use purple shampoo. Mm-hmm. which is something that helps like,
3: <laughs> down the brassiness, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and
2: yeah. I use, you know, sometimes I use an oil to kind of just give it that shininess. So it's just like any other kind of hair care that you have to go through. There's just a few different elements that you use. So, you know, if it were all white, um, yeah, maybe it would, I would have hesitated a little bit more, you know, and then kind of tr- tried to figure out, well, maybe I would add like little highlights. I'm who knows. Right. Um, But, I think it's one of those things where you just have to get used to it. Like Karen was saying, you know, you get used to it and it grows on you. Um, mm. and then, yeah. And then when you get that, um, you know, sort of that confirmation from other people, uh, perfect strangers off the street, uh, that's a great, you know, it, it does make you feel validated in yeah. your decision, right? Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, I I felt
0: really inspired by you, Karen. I got to say, you know, we were right there at at the beginning with the gray area a few years ago with the program. And, you know, like May, I had, you know, started going gray when I was about 11 or 12. And I I too started dyeing my hair when I was about 15, 16. Um, You know, at first, not so so frequently, but certainly in my 30s, um, I had to dye it every two to three weeks, sometimes every 10 days. And I only work on the radio, but now with the radio, we're, we're on new media as well. So you just never know. And, and I, you know, I also emceed gigs and stuff. And I was really worried about how people saw me. And even now in my late 30s, I still sometimes look in the mirror and I think, gosh, does my hair match my face? Um, I feel like my face is still quite young looking um, and does the hair uh, match it? But then I think grey doesn't mean old. Um, I mean, my story's less profound, but I I, I just had my third child. Um, He's now seven months. But there was a time when I thought, and I started growing my hair at the beginning of this year, so about, you know, um, eight months now. I think I last dyed my hair in in February uh, 2022. And... I I too thought, gosh, he's never going to have a single picture with me with dark hair. Um, and I, you know, put that at the back of my mind and I took all my kids to, to Disneyland and some guy who worked there was like, oh, it's so nice of you to bring your grandkids there. And oh, <laughs> oh. that was like, you know, oh, come on, take the knife, you know, stab right. me here. <laughs> And it not just it didn't just happen once. You know, I was in a taxi the other day, and I was taking my, my my son out. And again, they're like, "Oh, you're looking after your grandkid." And you know, these comments will will come time and time again. And you just have to develop not only the gray hair, but some pretty thick skin. And there are okay, days. I- <laughs> yeah, sorry, go on, May.
2: Noreen, do you also though think that it is again going back to the Asian question that that's there's a intensity. Uh, within mm-hmm. the asian culture about that more much more so than other places in the world that that mm-hmm. i found so do you think that's part of it too because come on no seriously no one has said that to me yet no.
3: you know yeah. i'm, I'm yeah.
2: a lot older i'm a lot older than you are so you know no, if no, someone no. said that yeah. i'd yeah. be like oh okay whatever yeah
0: absolutely i agree because the, the people who've come with positive comments have um have m- majority uh the non-Asians and the, and the ones who are encouraging me to, you know, are you sure, you know, you've got a long time to, to be old? Um, now is not the time. Uh, they are all, all Asians, uh, from colleagues to friends. Um, uh, East Asian too, Chinese. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm half Chinese, half Pakistani. Um, and there are certainly South Asian friends who also say, Are you sure? You know, I'm not ready, Uh, you know, but then there are also uh, wonderful friends and colleagues who have also said, you know, it really suits you. Um, looks great. I couldn't do it, but I think you should still keep going. And you know, I think these are the the, the great comments because it's great that you know I respect you for dyeing your hair. I, I I wouldn't necessarily tell you oh you shouldn't dye your hair. Um, so it's great that they respect my uh, boundaries for for, for me dyeing my hair. Uh, but although I have to uh, agree also with with Karen and May and Jackie that I wish there were more um, sort of uh, older women who would let their hair. Go gray because I think had there been more it would be much more acceptable for somebody say you know in their late 30s or you know even when I was in my early 30s to go gray and I sometimes do question you know why is it that I'm allowing myself to grow old naturally why is that the not the norm why is that the odd thing out um and it's sad sometimes um and I'm
1: having to defend it I'm just I'm just being natural you know this is just me Because I think what's interesting, Noreen, is in your age group, you're doing something that's unusual, that's different and out there uh, because society, especially in Asia, is so fixed on, you know, you have to look this way. So the reactions you've got are more related to how people are conditioned here than mm-hmm. to you at all. Uh So you're really kind of a pioneer in that in that way. I mean, it, and, yes. yeah, and it's really interesting. Like I, I know a lot of women my age, you know, mid to late 50s, who still now are like, Oh, no, I can't, I can't do it. I just, yeah. and I'm like thinking, Well, when will you ever be able to not tie your hair? Do you have to be like 75 or you know, whatever it is? I don't know, is there some kind of trigger after which it's acceptable? And some of them have said, oh, I've tried it, but it, I look like a skunk or you know the way it grows out is really bizarre. And I, I just wonder whether people give themselves enough of a chance and they're so used to seeing themselves a certain way that they just can't accept something different. Uh, and it, it can be hard because, Jackie, as you said, hair is not just hair, hair is identity. I remember that great line from Fleabag, uh, the TV show where the girl goes to have a haircut and her sister is like, it's it's just hair. And she's like, it's not just hair, it's life.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think um, like even as a hairdresser, um, I've, we've had lots of life changing events in the salon where um, maybe she's getting divorced. You know, the first thing you always think about is the hair. From here on, how does my hair going kind to of identify with me? Am I going to just chop it off, you know, during the new beginning? Or, you know, what am I going to do? The first thing she would say is, you know, I'm getting divorced or I'm pregnant or I'm going through chemotherapy. You know, so like I've had I've been through so many journeys. That has been related with hair that is so significant to that individual person sitting in my chair. Um, and it's, and it's pretty. And it's, it's an awesome feeling for a hairdresser to be part of people's journeys. But then also like to have a client come to a hairdresser that is supportive. i, mean, I know you were saying, um, earlier on, like the hairdresser was very against you coloring your hair. And that kind of, when you go to somebody that's supposed to be the expert in, in an area, and they're not supporting you in that sense, then you end up feeling a bit lost. <laughs> it's like, I'm coming to you for advice and, and support. And, and now you're not giving me. And then you try and go find it elsewhere, where obviously Google becomes our go-to point. Right. Yeah. So that is definitely, um, a huge thing. It's never just here. It is an, a huge beginning and end in a lot of people's lives, like how we kind of trans- transition, how we go through such circumstances and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It is happening
2: though. Maybe. I mean, it, you are seeing more yeah. and more women talking about going gray, going gray, uh, Facebook groups, one I belong to, it's got, called Growing Gray Gracefully. Yeah. Um, so you're seeing a, little, a lot more of the acceptance per, to a certain extent, or at least conversation around it. And then I don't know if you guys saw the Wall Street Journal article that, about two weeks ago, there was an article that said gray hair for women is the new power move I saw that yes yes really interesting right so this I think comes off the back of what happened with Lisa Laflamme this uh, the Canadian broadcaster who was allegedly fired for having gone gray she looked amazing with her gray hair she really did but as as you and I know Karen in news and television news certainly we're not allowed to go gray. Women are not allowed to go gray. I could not get a, a network job right now. If I wanted to go back to the network, I don't think I would be hired because of the hair. Mm-hmm. So it, that's a very sad statement. That yeah. we're seeing yeah. it's 2022, almost 2023, and we cannot
1: accept that uh, with and women. It's such a double standard because if you go, if you look in any uh, news organization, yeah. all the old old white men have gray hair (laughs) and and we don't bat an eyelid. And when I spent that six months in Australia, I was watching a lot of TV and I I really felt, wow, things are still so stuck in the past because all the women look a certain way, you know, dark hair or, or highlighted blonde hair, um, not a single, there are a few older women still obviously dying their hair, but the men they're sitting next to their co-anchor, He's just, you know, his white-haired self,
2: right? Or bald, or fat, or or bald, wrinkled. Doesn't matter. And so, but yeah, of absolutely a double standard. And then on top of that, with Asian women, there's still that stereotype of the beauty queen or the the you know the butterfly, the hypersexualized Asian female, and we're supposed to look a certain way, and that certainly doesn't include gray hair. So I will say this, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, promote something I'm working on, but there are some people within the Asian community that are starting to go gray women who are high, high profile. So two of my friends, Tamlin Tamita and Kelly Hu, they're both Hollywood actresses. They have both gone gray. Oh, wow. And the three Ooh. of us decided to um, do a talk on IG live a couple of months back on the idea of going gray as mm-hmm. Asian women. Right and how empowered we are and why we were doing this. Well, we're launching a new show and it's going to be the three of us talking about all sorts of different issues. But what we want to do is break the stereotype of this Asian woman, you know, having to look a certain way, and then seeing three high-profile Asian women in their fifties choosing to go gray and be, you know and making no apologies about it. Why are women expected to make apologies about everything? Right. It's, yeah. It makes me crazy, so let's try and break the, that stereotype. Let's try to start pushing that envelope and telling people, "No, do not put me in a box anymore. We've been in this box for centuries. We need to break out of this box.":
3: And this yeah. is definitely where you will be now the you know, the example of these eight-year-old children, you know, when they grow up seeing you know my like beautiful, high-powered women on television. By the time she gets to that age, it's like, you know what, it will not even be an issue. It will just be a decision. Okay, I'm ready compared to having that mental issues of now making a decision for my career or being happy. Yeah, I think that's an amazing initiative. I'd love to watch. Absolutely. I can't wait to follow that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And
1: we'll do the same thing. I mean, Noreen, think about it. You are actually providing for your daughters. I was gonna say, I, I'm, I'm not a
0: profound woman, but I've got two daughters and they they also asked me, why am I going gray? And I said, because natural is the most beautiful. That's something my mom always told me and I was like, ah, no, it's not. Um, And now <laughs> and now I'm saying the same thing um, to, to them. And I, it wasn't so much a gray hair that bothered them, it was the cutting it short <laughs> because that's also related to, to, to the gray hair. You have to be patient. And I was like, nope, I'm just gonna cut it short. <laughs> And it was an error because by that time I had like little greys and like really short hair. And they were like, who are you, mom? But yeah, I totally agree. So, May, what you're doing is fantastic because it allows young women and young girls to actually see that role modeling. Um, and it's great that it's starting from the home. But, you know, how great is it to be able for, for, for young girls to see it on the television, to see it on the big screen, to listen to other women? You know, it, it needs a greater representation. So we'll definitely have to um, uh, invite you back. Back again, when when you launch this,
2: yeah, we're in beta. We're in our beta phase, so we uh, dropped uh, one episode last month, and we're going to drop another one this month, and one more in December, and then go full blown. What's the feedback
0: but, been so far on, on IG Live? What have been people oh, been telling you?
2: People are very positive because you know here they are. They see three kind of trailblazers, you know, in their industry. So you know, me and in, in journalism and broadcasting, and then Kelly and Camlin both definitely trailblazers in Hollywood um as Asian American actresses um and so people were like whoa you know look at these women so vibrant we're not old you know not old. we're not mm-hmm. like we're not sitting there with a cane you know in our rocking chair they you can see us so vibrant <laughs> yeah, we're still working we're like going out there and doing our thing and so Again, not just even a feme breaking down the female stereotype, but on top of that, that Asian female stereotype, right? Yes. We're loud. We're vivacious. We're opinionated. We're empowered. We're independent. All of those things that society, you know, it kind of blows. Up. They're like, what? what? Wait a minute. I thought Asian women were supposed to be submissive and timid and shy. And d-. no, no, nope. that, you know, so mm-hmm. that's why I think it's so important for all of us to keep speaking out this way and to really be visual about it. It, Unfortunately, we still live in a very visual society, right? Where you're judged on what you look like and how you dress and, you know, all of that. And that's part of the problem, but let's fight that back with trying to break down that programming that we're all used to and show, you know, people who look different and, you know, still live, you know, all very full lives right yeah yeah
1: exactly i think it's it's so so true (laughs) no but the more it's it's the more you see it the more normalized it it becomes and i think i remember after i had my hair disaster probably the first few weeks i was like i'm not going to take any photos of myself and i'm definitely not posting them on social media but after about a few weeks i thought well you know this is me now and if I'm hiding from myself then what's the point so I didn't tell anybody I just was like suddenly reappeared with this crazy hair and um it didn't really become a point of discussion it just became oh this is what I look like now and you know I didn't feel like I had to explain it to anybody or you know if I saw people in person and they asked me I would um tell them but i you know, I didn't really feel like, oh, let me tell you what happened to my hair. <laughs> I, I did
0: the opposite. I, I posted it on, on Facebook, Carida, as you know. Um, and I actually, uh, yeah, I posted it on Facebook. It wasn't like a pretentious move or anything. It was just more like, this is me now. If you bump into me, I don't want to answer all the questions because you get a lot of questions. I had somebody ask me, you know, I hadn't seen you at work for so long. Were you sick? I was like, I was on my maternity leave. You saw I was pregnant. You know, because they were like, I hadn't seen you in so long. And when you come back, your hair is all gray. Did something happen? <laughs> I'm like, I had a baby. You, you saw me.
3: Oh, and so
0: God. I felt like by posting it out there, it was just and it was it was empowering for me because i felt like it was a commitment i'd made i posted out there it was a commitment to so that i would see it through so that i would see how my gray pattern would emerge and that should i decide to die back that's another story but by putting it out there i wanted to at least make a one-year commitment and so then um then people were very positive although when they saw me in person like oh it's more gray than the pictures i'm like <laughs> yeah, posted the pictures
3: four months ago more came out yeah, you know, I think even her- that was, um, oh, sorry, you can go ahead. Go ahead,
2: go ahead, Jackie, go ahead.
3: Because um, when I chopped my hair off and I, I had just this much, and because my gray hair is just here, so I had this blob just sitting here, and then the rest was now like real Afro, Afro hair. And I think it was a real shock for my kids because all of, I had always um, longer hair and I was to straighten it. And all of a sudden I'm walking around with this little ball on my head. And then Brayden said, you know what? You look like a hairy moon. <laughs> <laughs> very, very, very like a little round circle. Um, um, and my husband also I think, you know, from what I used to look like to all of a sudden, like I was not like, African woman, like in the true sense of being an African woman, with the hair that made me before was no longer, right. And uh, I remember I could remember there was the one day, and I said like, this guy needs to tell me something I could see he was having a conversation in his own mind wanting to tell me something but plucking up the courage. And then the one is like, woman, used to like well, Swami calling me woman like woman I you know I don't mind you doing whatever with your hair but I cannot keep on looking at your mother like this every single day so because I look a hundred percent like my mom just something cannot be sitting looking at your mom every day and um, so then I ended up putting braids which also can allow me to have instant longer hair um yeah. and then allow it to growing out but now this has been eight months of having beautiful, stronger hair, like he was saying also, May, stronger hair that are healthy firstly, not being put all kind of chemicals. And I look forward to now watching it grow and into its own full glory. And I feel like that is really an achievement once we've given our hair the chance of going through the stages it needs to go through to immerse the beautiful hair that we are meant to have at the stage we are right now.
1: Yeah, Jackie, I did see on your website, your straightened hair. And I have to say, I think your natural hair is gorgeous. The the, oh,
3: thank the, you. the wave
1: and the shape and everything is is beautiful.
3: I love it. I've never, because uh, my mom straightened our hair because it was so coarse and so thick. So it was easier for all the girls to have our hair straightened. So I've had mine straightened since the age of maybe 10 year old. And this is the first time ever I am like experiencing my hair as I am at a 42-year-old. Amazing. Jackie, it's like a
2: double whammy for you. It's like you're going natural with your gray and you're going natural with your curls. I love it.
3: And I'm going natural with my curls. Like literally, I've never had curly hair. And this is just a little bit of conditioner in and it just pops up all the curls. That's awesome. Yeah. Love it. I
2: really do love it. Um, I'll share one more thing When, when that is... If you have the support of a partner or a good friend, you know, or husband, wife, whatever, you know, that also helps, you know, I mean, my partner that I've been with for almost three years, he was very encouraging the whole time, especially when I was, you know, on the ledge, he talked me off the ledge a couple of times. (laughs) That's been great. And I just went to an event where a woman proprietor of a very famous restaurant, she has, you know, the, the the dyed hair, she's Asian, beautiful woman. But you know, she says, Oh my God, your hair looks so good, but I could never, I could never. I said, yes, you can. And she Mm -hmm. said, you know what? Kelly who came to the restaurant one day and she's going gray. And my husband said to me, Kelly is one of the most beautiful Asian women on the planet. And if she can grow, go gray, you should go gray. So you have to also, you know, see that men oftentimes actually want women to be more natural. You know, so I think we trick ourselves into thinking that men or we, if we want the adoration of men or women or whatever, we have to look a certain way. Maybe be a little bit more, you know, open to other people's, you know, thinking that, yeah, actually natural might be better. So exactly. oh,
0: this is such a great topic. I'm afraid we're out of time, but let's definitely revisit. We have to touch uh, touch base with each other to see how our grey journey continues um, maybe next year. Meanwhile, thank you so much, May Lee, for joining us, veteran journalist, and also to Jacqueline Hamilton, who's a hairdresser thank here you. in Hong
2: Kong, and Karen Ko. Thank you so much, ladies. Thanks, Noreen.